again and today we've reached part 27 in our series I've called 66 books. 66 short podcasts which give an overview of the 66 books of our Bible. And today we've reached the book of Daniel, the book of the sovereignty of God. Daniel has been called the book that best illustrates the universal sovereignty of God. It also represents a vital link to New Testament prophecy and the apocalyptic literature. Daniel stands alone as probably the most important prophetic book in the Old Testament. Daniel himself claimed to be author and he does so from within the text itself in Daniel chapter 12 verse 4. He also uses the first person singular many times throughout the book. The Jewish Talmud agreed with that viewpoint and Christ himself also attributes its authorship to him. Some critics though reject the authorship of Daniel and attempt to establish a much later Maccabean era date that is around 167 BC. You see, the real key issue here, I believe, is there are people who don't accept the supernatural power of God and who can't believe that Daniel could have predicted the future. So it seems reasonable, if you've got that perspective, to invent a later date to explain away the prophetic elements in the book of Daniel. But for those who do accept the perspective that God can give someone a truly prophetic gift, then the the 6th century BC date that is most commonly agreed historically seems entirely reasonable. Thinking about the recipients who the book was actually written to. Now we know that in the third year of King Jehoiakim around 605 BC Daniel was taken along with others to Babylon that's recorded for us in Daniel chapter 1 and we know that he was a teenager at the time. He ministered for the duration of the Babylonian captivity and after Babylon was overcome by the Medes and the Persians. He was then in the court of Babylon itself under Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar and under the control of Persia with Darius and Cyrus. He is seen to have administered at least until the third year of Cyrus around 536 BC. That's recorded for us in Daniel chapter 10. So he probably wrote this around 530 BC, when he was around 90 years of age. The book, therefore, was written to the Jews in Babylon, the Jews in captivity, wanting to know what had happened to Israel and what was going to happen in the future to them and the Gentile nations. At the time of his removal to Babylon, Daniel was only a teenager. He was one of a select group of smart young men who the Babylonians chose from the upper class families of Jerusalem with the aim of training them to be administrators in the royal court at Babylon. During this very long career in Babylon, Daniel held some of the top positions in the government. He outlasted the Babylonian Empire and is still, as I said earlier, alive in the third year of Cyrus, the Persian king who conquered Babylon much later in 539 BC. He therefore lived not only through all of this, but he lived to see the first Jewish exiles return to Jerusalem 
and begin the process of rebuilding their nation as recorded in Ezra. Daniel was one of those select people through whom God revealed his purposes and God usually did this with Daniel by means of dreams and visions. As a result the book of Daniel has many characteristics of that kind of literature that is known as apocalyptic from the Greek word that means to reveal or to uncover. In apocalyptic writings, the visions are always strange and can almost seem inexplicable. They have a type of symbolism that usually features strange beasts and mysterious numbers. The visions are usually given by God but are often seen to be interpreted by angels and usually concern great conflicts out of which God and his people will eventually triumph. Although the overall meaning of the vision may be fairly straightforward, the details of it are often very difficult to interpret, and in seeking to understand these visions, the present-day reader must always bear in mind that any suggested interpretation must always contain some element of uncertainty. The big message contained in all of this is very straightforward. It is God is sovereign over all the nations of the world and throughout all history, right up to the present day. The book is not chronological in order. Daniel chapter 7 is set in the first year of Belshazzar, yet Daniel 5 records his death. But roughly the book divides into three parts. There's an introduction in chapter 1 and 2, and then in chapters 2 verse 4 to 7 verse 28 there's the Aramaic section which tells us how the sovereign God will ultimately judge the Gentile nations. Then in the third section, section 3 shows how the sovereign God will ultimately resurrect and reward Israel. So thinking about why this was written, the purpose of this book, well I believe there are three main purposes to the book of Daniel. The first is to establish that the sovereign God will judge the Gentile nations. Babylon had just conquered Israel, God's chosen nation. What is going to happen to the promises of God in these circumstances is the question being asked in this book. Daniel's answer is that Babylon will be conquered and even those who have conquered Babylon itself, God will judge them and all the Gentile nations. The second purpose is to establish that a sovereign God will restore and reward Israel. Israel is being punished so quite reasonably the question that people are thinking about is when will us all end? Daniel's message is at one and the same time both discouraging and encouraging. He's predicting trouble ahead and how Israel will suffer under Gentile powers for many years but the encouraging news is that this period is not permanent. The time will come when God will restore and reward Israel and he will establish his messianic kingdom which will last forever. The third purpose is to provide a prophetic link to the events of the New Testament and very particularly the first and the second coming of Christ. From the New Testament it is clear that the book of Daniel had an influence on this later generation of Christians, a profound influence in fact. The name that Jesus commonly uses for himself to describe himself is the term the Son of Man, which comes directly from Daniel's vision of the God-sent universal King. 
Jesus also refers to Daniel's vision in warning the Jews of troubled times ahead, and in John and in the book of Revelation, record visions which feature many of the images that, that come from the book of Daniel. So in summarizing this book, we might say that Daniel assures the Jews in captivity that a sovereign God will ultimately judge the Gentile nations, restore and reward Israel, and establish his kingdom. God's sovereignty will come and will include all the nations of the world. And of course, how that is fulfilled and seen is unpacked further and realized throughout the New Testament and the coming of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. <music>